the Texas Music Spotlight Podcast, supporting artists and musicians from the great state of Texas. And now, here's your host, Julian. Hey everybody, welcome to the Texas Music Spotlight. My name is Julian. Today we have a special guest from Dallas, Texas, John Antle and the Passengers. John, welcome to the podcast. Hi, thank you for having us. Uh, tell me who I see there. Who's there all, all there in the room with you guys? Well, I've got uh, Rob Pacheco. He is our drummer. Uh, right in back of Rob is Jordy Martin. He is our guitarist uh, from Spain. And we have Alan Andre here in the back, plays bass. And uh, yeah, this is, this is the crew here so far. Cool, man. Tell, you how, tell me how you guys met. How did you guys get together? Well, Tinder. Tinder? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty, pretty much. It, we, uh, we actually, we were, we were thinking about calling ourselves the Craigslist Killers because we all assemble on Craigslist for the most part. <laughs> and um, actually, yeah, really, uh, the only one who really kind of came through a mutual person um, was Alan. And then, of course, the original person though before him came through craigslist too so yeah we've all met on craigslist really a lot of trial and error was involved but we eventually got the right people wow yeah i know people that use craigslist and not not with good success so um, obviously you guys have good had some sex not sex success with a little bit of that (laughs) (laughs) craigslist is good for that too right (laughs) so how did you guys get you guys uh, i heard some of the recordings yesterday uh, tell me about the sound of the band. Where, where does that come from? Is it, um, how would you describe your music? Uh, well, I'm sure everybody can kind of have some input on that. I, I usually like to describe it as, uh, it's kind of melodic, lyric-driven indie rock. Sort of, uh, I don't know, philosophical, lyric-driven indie rock, I guess, is a way, a way you can... And I, and I noticed a couple of tunes had some food references. That, that stuck out to me. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm also a binge eater. (laughs) That was one thing that stood out with me. Uh, The other guys, you're welcome to jump in, chime in, whatever happens. You know, if you got something to say, go ahead and say it. We can hear you guys. I want to talk to the bass player too, because I'm a bass player, so I have an affinity to uh, bass players. Uh, So, so the Craigslist thing is it something you do all the time? Uh, We 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 kind of found everybody on Craigslist, and we've definitely tried out some guys. uh, we got an interesting Craigslist story for a guitar player we auditioned. Uh-huh. So uh, we had this guy come in. He sounded pretty good, and we were kind of really enjoying playing with him, but he brought his friend along. I guess that was maybe for safety. Right. All of us playing. He just leaves. Just leaves the studio, leaves his friend there. And we, didn't, we didn't know what to do with the friend. We didn't know what happened to the guy. Pretty sure the guy went on a drug deal and just left us. <laughs> so you got a random state stranger in your house? Yeah. <laughs> you definitely went through our share of, I guess, the, uh, the of the crackheads on Craigslist. Uh, on you kind of have to, right? I mean, to get to, to get the good stuff, right? <laughs> Rite of passage. Yeah. Rite of passage. Go to the crackheads, find some good musicians, right? <laughs> Um, the the latest album, well, let, latest album came out in 2014, Haunted Seaside Restaurant. Yes. Uh, How's that been going for you guys? It's going great. So that's everybody here. Seaside Restaurant. This was the, um, the EP 
uh, that I initially did. Um, actually, that was put out before I met these guys and okay. then had assembled a group to really uh, go play around Dallas and start doing, uh, doing more shows. Uh, before that, I was more just doing kind of singer-songwriter stuff, um, kind of coffee, coffee shop venues. And so now you're breaking out and doing more uh, band stuff with clubs and the bar scene? Right, yeah. We've, we've mostly done a lot of – we've done a lot of the clubs in Dallas. Um, and, like I so said, we're basically just kind of continuing to try and get out there and kind of promote our brand. Uh, we've, we're actually planning to uh, go into the studio – um, see at the end of the month and we'll be, we'll be recording six new songs. So how, who played on the original EP? Was that all you? Uh, no. Uh, so I played someone, of course, sang and, and wrote the songs. The musicians on the EP though were hired out. Oh, okay. Now that sounds good. It's a good production. Uh, the question in the chat room, how does the songwriting process go about? How do you go about it? Uh, how do you go about writing songs, I guess, now that you have the guys in the band as opposed to by yourself? Uh, yeah, that's a great question. Um, typically, John, well, he's got all kinds of ideas that float around, you know, in and out of his head. So what, what happens is he'll he'll bring an idea, say, hey, this, you know, I came up with this. Well, I'll, li- I'll listen to it and say, yeah, that's horrible. Let's try it like this. Um, <laughs> so basically, you know, we, we get the uh, feel for, you know, what he's trying to to, to put out there, you know, to portray. And then, um, we will kind of tear it apart and reshape it. You know, everybody kind of has their two cents. So as long as we try our best to, to stick to his original idea. So, you know, so we're accomplishing, uh, his right. feel. Right. And I think, I think the, uh, the ability to tell the person that sucks is one that's hard to do. If you've got a good band that, you know, you know, if you've got a group of guys that, that you're able to do that and you, the, the sound, uh, gets better when you do that, as opposed to this is the way I want it to sound. That's just do it this way, right? So you got, you, know, you guys have a lot of input in the sound. Oh yeah, for sure. The the, the great thing about this group is like nobody uh, has a huge ego. I mean, we all have egos, obviously, but we all kind of we all listen and, and accept each other's input and actually value it. So it's not like anybody here is the the rock star. So not yet. Yeah, I really need uh, input from these guys because for me growing up, uh, I would listen to a lot of Bob Dylan. So a lot of my music comes out being just like long, sprawling lyrics and things like that. And it, it really needs to be uh, kind of awakened and made alive with a more of a rock sound. So definitely uh, the, the input from all of these guys kind of takes it and like I said, just brings it, uh, makes it uh, become alive. So what, uh, how do you just, do you think the sound has changed from the EP to the new stuff you're going to put out? Yeah, I think it definitely has. It's gotten a little bit more serious. Um, the, the EP, I, my intentions for putting out the EP were kind of to show everybody kind of a wide variety of, of the different types of music I had written. And the, the stuff that we're working on here, it's similar um, in that it's pretty lyric-driven, um, and it's all still pretty melodic, but it's a little more dark a little more serious, uh, a little bit harder too. Cool, man. Well, let's hear something. Let's. What are you going to play first? Uh, well, now that I said it's a little more, a little harder, we're probably going to play you a couple of the softest songs that are going to be on the uh, on the new e, uh, on the new EP. Um, cool. You're hearing it first on the Texas News Spotlight. What uh, What's the name of the song? So this song is called Savannah. 
used to play stickball. It was the early fall. We came with our mother's car. Sang until our lips turned. We never knew just what to do. Then the cops would come around and try to clean up this town. Just what you love to do. Count on 
Very nice, guys. Very nice. Man, that's a great song. Who wrote, uh, You wrote that or was that a group process? I, I wrote that with a uh, friend of mine. Now, uh, there's a question I, in the, in the chat actually, room. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. So we've kind of revamped that because that song originally was written as, as very much of like a folk song, just a guitar and a harmonica kind of thing. And uh, so we really turned it into more of a kind of ambient sort of uh, a rock song. It's kind of reminiscent of like uh, you know, Band of Horses kind of um, right. Kind of, kind of sound. Um, so yeah, there, there definitely was some major input, uh, you know, from guitar from Jordy on that, getting that kind of uh, nice reverby ambient sound. Um, right. And of course, Rob added to the like to the really extreme kind of rock drums on there. Um, there is a bridge in the middle of the song uh, where we kind of rock out. I think uh, Alan had a lot to do with the, the with contributing to that part. Um, yeah, that's one of my uh, shortcomings is, is I tend to not write bridges to any of my music. So Right, right. We, we always seem like we have to add a bridge into the song. Otherwise, it's just way too repetitive. Gotcha, gotcha. No, it sounds great. It's a great song. Uh, I had a question in the chat room. I'm going to start with Jordy because I haven't heard from Jordy. Um, what are your musical influences? Um, well, I've heard and played a lot of different music, but if I had to choose between... All of them, maybe Pearl Jam and uh, Jeff Buckley. Yeah. Probably Ben Harper and Red Hot Chili Peppers, kind of. Those are, those are all great. <laughs> and keep ah. going on the route. Okay. Huh? Can you hear me, Ben? No. Yeah, just that when I when I talk, it cuts off, and that's all right. <laughs> keep okay. going on the rest of the band. Who, who else uh, influenced you guys? Radiohead being a big influence. And, of course, Alan? Yeah, me, I... I kind of have a bunch of different influences. So I, you know, I like all the bands Jordy just named. Um, I get really into, uh, I, you know, I like a lot of jazz music. I, I'm actually a, a trumpet player too. So oh. I really liked uh, Miles Davis growing up and, uh, you know, you did, some. You did really Maynard like, Ferguson? Oh, yeah. Maynard's the dude. <laughs> the guy rules. Yeah, I like him. Um, I'm really into indie rock. Um, I like Beach House a lot. I, you know, I grew up listening to like Death Cab and stuff like that, you know, and I like progressive metal too. So I'm kind of a little all over the board. There you go. How about you, Rob? Uh, man, I, when I was first uh, appreciating music, man, it was all about stuff like Motley Crue and, you know, uh, the 80s glam band. And then I started to figure out, um, uh, there were some other aspects to music, so I, I actually grew up on stuff like Rush, Zeppelin, uh, yeah, yeah. the you know the standards for for rock, you know the the drumming the classics. Guys. Yeah, and then um, I mean I had a you know just like this guy, progressive rock, metal, um, Mastodon, stuff like that. <laughs> you know, uh, just I'm I'm pretty much all over the place too. So awesome. yeah. Hey John, how's it like playing in a, in Dallas? Is, how's the music scene up there? Is it uh, is it good? Is it bad? What's you know? Uh, I, you kind of get mixed reports, and they can probably provide some input here too. But it seems to me a little bit Dallas is either uh, Dallas is okay. Um, some of the surrounding areas I think are even better, like Fort Worth and um, Denton. Denton. Yeah, Denton's a really close to us. That's a great music scene there. 
but but Dallas has some some definitely some, some cool venues down in the Deep Ellum area. Um, also, kind of the South uh, Dallas area has got some uh, cool venues as well. Um, so yeah, uh, for, for for like original music, is it is it is it good for it? I mean, are you, are you having to put a lot of covers in just to get the cover gigs and, and incorporate your original stuff? Or uh, actually, we've we basically never do covers. Um, so much so we we've decided like, well, we've actually probably need to start learning some covers, uh, just so that we can expand the, the, uh, the venues that we play at, uh, start playing at different, uh, different venues that may want to hear more, more covers. Um, yeah, but I, I would say that here in Dallas is not like Austin or Nashville where you find all these cover mm-hmm. bands all over the place in Dallas, in, in, in Deep Ellum, for example, where you've got all the venues, it's pretty rare to find uh, cover bands over there. So I think in Dallas, the, the scene is pretty pretty original and, and good in this sense. Yeah. That's good. That, that is true. Any given night you go out in, in a venue and you're probably going to hear original music. Uh, there, there aren't many cover bands. It's, it's and that's of- different from, uh, from San Antonio because San Antonio, you could, that's all you hear is cover bands, you know? Yeah, I'm from San Antonio, and that's what I was doing before I joined this band. I was in a cover band. Yeah, yeah. I did that for many years, you know, playing a cover band. Yeah. And I have to give a big shout-out to Denton because my son, who you've been talking to, Jules the Human, uh, actually went to school up in Denton, and he loves Denton up there. Yeah, Denton's a, a great music scene, man. There's so much good stuff going on up there, you know. Um, and for, for Dallas, a a city of this size, the, the music scene is really pretty good. Austin, in my opinion, is just a little overcrowded. You know, it's yeah. Um, whether it's population or music scene, but Dallas, it's uh, when I, I came from San Antonio, I was really surprised at how vibrant the music scene is up here. It's really pretty cool. Well, we're we're working on it down here in San Antonio. We're trying to get a, a original scene. My son is in, is involved with a lot of stuff here in town and trying to get the, the local scene going. Uh, speaking of that, do y'all travel? Do you, have you had the chance to travel with the band? Well, we all, so we all have regular kind of nine to five jobs. Um, so we wouldn't right now, as far as touring is concerned, we won't tour very far. Um, you know, it's definitely something we would like to do and, uh, hopefully actually to do it, um, shortly. But like I said, it's, uh, it'd be something like we would, we would probably do is drive out, you know, someplace that's a few hours away, uh, play a show, maybe spend the night and then drive back. Um, that's something like I said, we've considered doing before, but like I said, yeah, as far as touring, like out of state, things like that, we haven't, we haven't done any of that kind of touring yet. You've got the, uh, adult responsibilities, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, like you, you got things to pay for like bills and food. <laughs> a section of the podcast we call the, uh, Texas two-step and it's two random questions that have nothing to do with music. And my son, Jules the Human, writes these question out, questions out and puts them on little cards. See there? One and two. And I have no idea what they're going to be. I have no idea what they say. Um, so let's see what question number one. What TV show do you love, but it ended poorly? X-Files. <laughs> <laughs> Dexter. Oh, I agree. I agree with that one. Is that it? Nobody watches TV else? Nobody else watches TV over there? <laughs> I'm almost, you know, ashamed to admit it, but my girlfriend got me into True Blood, and I think that show just tanked. 
at at the end. <laughs> what about you, Jordy? I love the wire, but in the wire, there's there's not an end. There's several ends depending on the season. So I'm a big fan of the wire, and I would say that the wire has no bad end at all. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> Question number two: What was your favorite pastime as a child? As a child, I still do that. What are you talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> As a child, man. Uh, John's thinking. John's thinking there. No, it depends, it depends on the age exactly. One thing that I did way too long, and this is this is an embarrassing story, but I had like a whole world in my own head running around in the backyard pretending I was like an army man, um, blowing things up in my you know in my mind, my, my imagination, but without moving, like. Quiet. Oh, no, no I, I, I'd run around with, like, a stick and pretend that this is blown up. <laughs> well, I, I, used to use, I used to use a hanger as a gun, turn it upside down, hold it the handle. Yeah, we all do that. <laughs> John has many interesting stories from his childhood. <laughs> I'd like to hear some. I would like to hear some. <laughs> I would say, oh, I, man. I was a hardcore little skater. All right, huh? He was a skater boy. Yeah. Then see you no. later. <laughs> no, no more. Are you retired? <laughs> yeah, man. Actually, yeah. Uh, once uh, I got into playing drums, I think I I wiped out one time, hurt my wrist, and I said, "Nope, that's it. I'm done. <laughs> I like playing drums too much for this anymore." No. I was playing soccer in in my little hometown streets with my friends. Probably that. Cool. Now, are, John, I know you're married, right? Yes. How is the family life? You have kids or anything? Yeah, so I've got a, uh, I've got a, a little boy, and um, I've got another one actually on the way in July. Nice. So another Congratulations! Boy. How's how's uh, balancing the family life with the music life? Um, it's I mean it can be a little challenging. It definitely, uh, sometimes, uh, yeah, sometimes uh, you know your your spouse is can get a little aggravated. <laughs> But uh, but but actually, uh, she's pretty understanding. She's definitely supportive of uh, of uh, me uh, and the band and us doing music. So uh, my wife's great. So like I said, I understand it's it can be a little frustrating sometimes. But uh, we make I make it work. So Good, make it work as a family. Yeah, the other guys, you guys have families. Uh, I have a wife, but I have no kids, so it's way more easy for me than for John to. <laughs> You know, to deal with <laughs> with this this stuff, but she's very understand. Uh, how do you say that? Understanding, understanding. So it's it's kind of easy for me. It's not a big big thing. No, I I have a I have a son, and uh, I just recently got engaged. So nice, congratulations. It went in the wrong order, but I think it's going to end up in the same spot. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just single, ready to mingle. No there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so if there's any ladies out there yeah, if you can find Alan on Craigslist just find uh, look him up there. <laughs> John what do you got uh, in store for the future here what's going on this year well we're excited to get back into the studio um, and release an album followed by that I would really like to get a uh, get a good music video out you know at least get one very quality video um, I'll get that online and, and get a lot of uh, 
start promoting, I guess, the music basically via uh, videos online. We don't, we have really don't have anything. We have, you know, obviously a, a music presence online, but as far as you know, general videos and things like that, we don't have a whole lot of presence online. So we're wanting to uh, really kind of expand on that. Uh, you have any uh, big shows coming up? Um, actually, we we actually had kind of put a few of the shows actually off here for the rest of the month because we're getting things wrapped together. Actually, for going in the studio, we're actually going right into the band or we're going right into the studio literally here um, at the end of the end of the month. So we're kind of tying things together as far as getting the songs situated the way we're going to play them. So, so are, yeah. Are so you going to go into the studio fully, uh, <laughs> fully produced? I'm sorry. We're really getting ready to go into the studio and then uh, we'll kind of come out uh I guess we'll come out with guns blazing then. Now, when you go into the studio, do you go with everything fully produced? You, you know exactly what you're going to do. You're not going to do any kind of, um, like some bands do, they, they come in and they work out the songs in the studio, or you're going to have everything set in stone? Well, for budgetary reasons, we're, we're definitely trying to get things worked out before we go in there. Um, but uh, there, there's definitely going to be some um, definitely stuff that's displayed kind of whatever extemporaneously just once we get to the studio. Are you working with the producer? Uh, yes. Uh, so the um, the person who actually produced our first EP, uh, his name's Joey uh, McClellan, and he's he's actually plays in the band uh, Midlake. They're out. They're a Denton band. Uh, so we'll be recording at his studio, um, and he'll be he'll be producing um, again, like like he did on the first EP. Cool, man. Well, let's get you to play another song. So this next song is, is also going to be on the new album. It's uh, called Pink Blister. This is my 
nice john antle and the passengers you can find them at johnantle.com john alan jordy rob thank you so much thank you thanks for having us be sure if you're in dallas texas be sure to check them out look them up look them up on facebook on their website for my partner jules the human my name is julian this has been the texas music spotlight thank you for listening to the texas music spotlight podcast be sure to subscribe to the podcast and visit our website, texasmusicspotlight.com, to find out how you can be a part of the live recordings. Until next time, please continue to support local artists and music in your hometown. Stop.